Hey horror fans, it's Brian here and you're listening to another episode of Talking Horror on Screen. The podcast where we talk about, you even guessed it, horror on the screen. And that could be big screen or small screen. It could be in the movies, it could be on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, wherever I find it. Sometimes I even buy it. We are going to watch it. So uh, usually the format I've been doing lately, and I think this is the way we're going to do things, I will go over a couple of news stories I find throughout the web in the genre of horror. Uh, sometimes we'll go into sci-fi if things are a little light, you know, just to get a little bit of meat to this recording. And then I'm going to go into the movie I watched in the very recent past, usually within a day or two of recording. And I'll give you my little review, tell you about the movie. Most times it's going to be an older movie, but sometimes I try to watch a newer thing as well. And uh, with that being said, that sounds good. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Talking Horror on Screen. By the way, I do record this with the Anchor app, so if you'd like, download that app. Look for my podcast, and you can leave audio recording messages I could play on future podcasts. If you want to, you know, recommend something for me to watch, I'd be glad to do that. I'll find it if possible. I'll watch it and review it as well. All right, guys, let's get started. Hey, do folks still watch The Walking Dead? I mean, is that still a thing? <laughs> anyway, we got some news from comicbook.com. Uh, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, will be departing from The Walking Dead cast before the end of Season 9, which I'm guessing is the next season. Um, I got to tell you, before we go any further with this uh, you know, report, I used to love The Walking Dead. I really did. For like the first four or five seasons, I thought it was one of the best shows on TV. Obviously, I'm not alone because that show's gone forever. I had a huge, huge fan base. But somewhere along the line, it just became like the same old crap over and over again. I mean, every season, it became find a new group, some kill some members of the new group because they're out of control, bring them into the new group, some old, mem- some old members of the current group get killed off, we miss them, new villain comes in, rinse, repeat. It became that same thing over and over again. And I loved it for four or five years, but I got sick of it, truthfully. Um, and now they're in ninth season, season, and I can't tell you if the show's gotten better or worse. I really cannot tell you my honest opinion. But I feel like nine seasons is a long time for that show to go on. Uh, that's just my two cents. Anyway, uh, Rick Grimes, who's actually one of the likable characters, he's the guy, he's the sheriff, you know, and the kind of main character of the show. Uh, he will be departing. Doesn't say how, so we don't know if he's going to be killed off or just going to go out on his own. Who knows what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, he's expected to leave. It's been confirmed, actually, and it says that AMC is going to announce when it's happening because they want people to watch the episode or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Going further into this story, they also say, while not explicitly confirmed, Denai Guerrera, who plays the katana-wielding Michonne, and Lauren Cohen, uh, who plays Maggie Green, are expected to leave the cast not long before because their contracts are coming to an end. So I guess unless they get renewed, they'll be gone as well. All right, well, whatever. All right, so uh, I figured we'll share that news. Um, Again, no hatred towards that show. I think it was phenomenal. It just went on a little bit longer than I feel it needed to. But obviously I'm in the wrong because that show's still around and Ash vs. the Evil Dead, which I really did enjoy, is gone. All right, let's move on.
All right, so how many of you folks out there enjoy a good bowl of cereal? I do occasionally, although milk kind of bothers me sometimes. That's a whole different horror story. But um, yeah, if you enjoy cereal and you enjoy horror, which you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, guess what? Funko is going to be putting out uh, cereals based on their pop vinyl lines. And one of those cereals is going to be Pennywise the Clown cereal, where it's going to be blood red. So like the milk turns red as you're eating the cereal. Interesting. <laughs> They're also going to be putting out Friday the 13th, Gremlins, and Cthulhu cereals are all in the works, as well as Harley Quinn, Skeletor, Mumra, and a handful of other properties. Uh, Funko founder Michael Becker recently previewed, I used to watch cartoons on Saturday mornings while I was eating cereal. There are prizes in the cereal, and it will sell for $7.99 a box. That's a lot of money, $8 a box. But at the same time, if they're giving you these pop uh, characters, that's pretty cool, actually. Not a bad deal. I know my nephews are big time into those characters. They got like a little Freddy Krueger and this and that. It's very actually pretty cool. I would have it for my collection, but I just don't have the room for that kind of stuff. Very good stuff, though. Uh, he goes on to say, when you add milk to the Freddy Krueger cereal, it looks like blood red. With the Beetlejuice cereal, when you add milk, it looks like slime. Mm. Yummy. Sounds very appetizing. <laughs> All right. I just thought I'd share that lighthearted story, and it's pretty cool. Let's move on. How many of you folks out there were looking for more of The Shining? I wasn't, actually. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was, but this might actually be pretty cool. Uh, there's a sequel coming out. It's coming out on January 24th, 2020. We got a release date. It's called Doctor Sleep, and it is a sequel um, to the original Shining. Now, I gotta be honest, I didn't read the books. I don't read a lot of books. I listen to audiobooks occasionally, but I don't read, and whatever, that makes me stupid. Whatever you wanna say, fine. But I didn't think that movie was the greatest thing since sliced bread, like a lot of people seem to think it is. There's some cool scenes in it, and it's, it's some tense moments. I mean, Jack Nicholson is just a crazy F in that. But I think it's a little bit of an overhyped movie. A lot of the movie is actually quite dull, in my opinion. But that's a different story. They made a uh, like a made-for-television version. I think it was like a miniseries events, which I really miss those days when they did stuff like that. You know, The Stand was like one of those things as well, where they do like a four-day part kind of miniseries on TV. And you couldn't wait to look forward to the next day to see what happened. And I think I like that version a little bit better. But anyway, this story is about the sequel. It's called Doctor Sleep. And it's going to be coming out January 24th, 2020. And I'll give you the description right here. Dr. Sleep takes place years after the events at the Overlook Hotel and focuses on the now middle-aged Danny, who is still traumatized. He followed in his father's footsteps and has problems with anger management and alcoholism. He soon gives up drinking and settles into a small town in New Hampshire. While there, his psychic abilities start to resurface, and he develops a psychic link with a 12-year-old girl named Abra. Abra Kadabra. No, her name is actually Abra Stone. Who he must save after he discovers her life is being threatened by a tribe of paranormals led by a man named Rose the Hat. I'm Rose the Hat, yo. Anyway, if your name is Rose, of course, you, and you're, you're a male, you're going to be evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway... Um, it sounds interesting. You know, I always like the whole psychic shining kind of element of that. You know, how this kid had special abilities. And it, to be honest, I am glad they're making the sequel. I'd like to see where that goes. Um, obviously, there is a book called Dr. Sleep. I think this is based on. So if I really want to know that badly, I could go 
and maybe read a book. Yeah. Anyway, I'll look forward to the release of this movie in uh, about two years' time. And then we'll, we'll catch up then. All right, let's move on. Speaking of a movie sequel I certainly didn't want or ask for, seems Leprechaun's coming back in a movie called Leprechaun Returns. And this will be coming out on the Sci-Fi channel. I think it's going to be an exclusive kind of thing. They're putting it together. It's being directed by Steven Kostansky, The Void. Um, it's going to come out in March of 2019, probably around St. Patrick's Day, if we had to guess, right? Um, so I watched the trailer for this, and it looks kind of goofy, I'm not going to lie. Lyndon Porco, he's going to be playing uh, the character of the Leprechaun. Now, he's no Warwick Davis. I don't think anybody is. Uh, they tried to remake this movie in, like, Leprechaun Origins or something like that. I think I, Yeah, I watched that one. Where the family goes to Ireland with a group of friends. And I think they had some, like, wrestling midget guy play the character. I think his name's Hornswoggle or something. I don't remember. I don't watch wrestling anymore either. Nonetheless, that movie was not that great. And it lost a lot of the charm that the original Leprechaun had. I gotta tell you, I really enjoy the original Leprechaun. You had Warwick Davis, who we know who played, um, he played Willow. He played the Wicked the little Ewok in uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. He's got a lot, a lot of character. And he was great as the Leprechaun. I'm not going to lie. It was just a fun, creepy adventure. We had a young, cute Jennifer Aniston. Although she's hot now. She was cute back then. Nonetheless, and I was a kid, so it's not creepy. Get out of there. Um, you know, I feel it's some fun characters. We, I think one of the characters from the original is set to return. Uh, the character who played Ozzy. And he was kind of like, the you know, this big... Seems like he's a little slow, big oaf-looking character. Um, he's the one who swallowed the coin in the original one, and it caused a little bit of an issue there. So this film picks up 25 years after the events of the 1993 original. This is the official quote. Which found a maniacal leprechaun doing whatever it takes, including committing gruesome murder, to track down his stolen pot of gold. Leprechaun Returns finds the leprechaun revived in the modern day when a group of sorority girls unwittingly awaken him while tearing down a cabin to build a new sorority house. Oh, this is going to be fun. I know it. <laughs> the cast is led by Taylor Speetler, um as Leela, Pepe Sanuga as Katie, um, butchering these names, Cy Bennett as Rose. Um, it says the film also bring back a co-star from the original in Mark Holton. Yeah, he's the guy who played Ozzy. All right. I'm going to keep an eye out for this. I mean, they're saying this is like more of a direct sequel to that original, um, and which I really did enjoy. There is a teaser trailer out there, and it seems kind of, I don't know, it's, it's not good enough. I want to see more of this. That teaser trailer just seems like it's kind of goofy. He's like flipping this coin about whether he'll go kill or not, and both sides of the coin are the same, like heads. So no, no matter what, he's going to win. And, you know, that joke's been done forever. The character saying that he's gonna—he's uh, trying to base this um, leprechaun more on like Heath Ledger's Joker from Batman: uh, The Dark Knight. Interesting. Um, okay, that's it. There's nothing else to add to the story. Just want to share that. Let's move on with what I watched this week and what I'm recommending. Let's go. Okay, the movie I'm picking this week 
is sci-fi, but it's also horror. It kind of combines both. And I said that this would happen from time to time. A lot of sci-fi movies really do blend well into the genre of horror. And uh, this week, I'm picking Beyond Skyline, which is a sequel to a 2010 release called Skyline. I remember seeing that movie many, many years ago, probably in 2010. Um, I liked it. I think, from what I remember, it was people trying to survive like in an apartment building after an alien invasion. Um, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember that was the, kind of the gist of it. It was a very claustrophobic-like feeling movie. I remember enjoying it for what it was, but critics really panned it. And we figured that'd be the end of it. We would never go see another one of these again. That was it. It was over. Well, no. They decided to make a sequel, Beyond Skyline, which came out in 2017. I don't think it had a theatrical release, or if it did, it was very small. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it made 992000 at the box office. So I'm thinking it was just, you know, shown at maybe like Alamo Draft House or some small indie theaters and whatnot. Uh, I've it had a budget of $20 million, and it shows. I mean, for for a small, like, video-on-demand kind of movie, it feels pretty epic and big. I, I think they did a great job with what they did have the money for. Uh, it feels like a giant blockbuster. And to tell you the truth, I like this better than, like, the most recent Independence Day and stuff. I think it's some really cool stuff. I'd break this movie up into three parts. As I was watching it, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, this feels like three different kind of movies where at least the same movie broken up into three parts. I'm going to say part one is the invasion. Part two is the uh, aboard the mothership and kind of escape from the mothership. And then part three is like in Asia um, with the resistance and the fight back. So that's how I'm breaking it up. And each, you know, each of these things feels very, very unique. Um, all part of the same story, but I feel like they made them into, it feels like three different kind of movies at each point, if you ask me. So I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, we can go through the cast real quick. Uh, Frank Grillo, he plays Mark Corley. He's the detective and the father in the movie. He's um he's a he's a pretty badass guy. That's what he is. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, he's the guy that kind of takes the fight to the aliens. He's um he's a detective. You don't get much of his backstory, but in the beginning of the movie, you could tell there's been some tragedy in his life. He lost his wife. He has some you know complications with his son. But he's trying to work through that. It looks like he's not working. He's not currently working at the police department. And this isn't like in L.A. That's where the movie starts. Um, very, very badass character, like I said. Uh, we have Bojana Novogovic. She plays Audrey, an L.A. transit worker. Um, this is the funny thing about it. I like her character, but it doesn't make sense. She goes from operating trains to be like this badass fighter who knows how to shoot guns and fight aliens off. It looks great and it's really cool, but it doesn't make a lot of sense in the scope of things. But anyway, it's fun for what it is. Uh, Iko Weiss plays Sua, the leader of the underground human resistance. I want to say he's the um, the Asian guy that really um, does all the fight. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, he's the guy they run into when they get into the Asian country, which I think is like Lao or Laos or something like that. Um, he's pretty badass too. Uh, he ends up fighting against Mark Coley at first, but then they end up teaming up. And uh, his martial arts is quite amazing to see on screen. And he's slicing and dicing these aliens like there's no tomorrow. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Callan Mulvey plays Harper. 
a doctor of the human resistance. Okay, if this is the guy I'm thinking of, he's not really a doctor. I think he has a degree in stuff, but he's more like uh, the guy who mixes drugs in the lab. <laughs> but they use him as a doctor, being it is the end of the world. Antonio Fargus plays Sarge, a blind homeless man. Yes, yes, very um, interesting character. Uh, the thing of this movie is, you look into the lights of the alien ships, and it like kind of draws you in, and you um, you go into like a trance, and it sucks you up, and um, and then they take you, obviously. Well, the thing with the Sarge is, he's blind, so while everybody outside is being sucked up, he is not, you know, affected by these blue lights, and he ends up joining our little group of heroes for a while as well. Uh, is there anything else I'm missing? I know there was, um, what's the son's name? Do I have the son on here? Trent, okay. Trent Corley is Mark's son. He's played by Johnny Weston. And, um, you know, in the beginning of the movie, the father's going to the police department to pick up his son. You know, he had an altercation. Uh, they're helping him out by, you know, letting him, you know, just spend the night there and letting the father pick him up without charges being officially filed. And, um, yeah, he's kind of a, you know, he's like a little punk kid, but he wants to do the right thing at times, but he's got some baggage, you know, there. He's a regular uh, teenage or early 20-ish kind of kid. Um, you know, he's had issues. He lost his mother. He's kind of on the outs of his father, but they're trying to make it work as this movie goes on. And a big portion of the movie is the father trying to save the son after the alien invasion. And I don't want to give away spoilers, or I'm trying to stay on the edges of that, but I will give you the gist of the movie and why it is horror. Um, it's basically, like I said, the first movie was the alien invasion in the apartment building. This one is the alien invasion. They're trying to take over the whole earth at this point. And they're harvesting people for their brains. And that's why I say it's very much is like a horror movie. Because these aliens are creepy as F. I mean, the designs are very, very cool on them. Big, giant monstrosities look like metal monstrosities. Um, and they take human brains, and they're basically using them to feed themselves, not like in a like a digestive way, but they use them to to um, to raise an army. They take human brains out of your skull and put them into the bodies of these like machines or whatever. So um, yeah, that plays into part of the story because while they are aliens and whatnot, there is some you know human parts in them as well. So I'm gonna try and stick around that and not give much away. I'm sorry if this is a terrible review. Work with me here. I'm an amateur. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, there's some really, really horrific scenes. There's lots of, lots of parts where you're like, oh my God, get away, get away. There's a lot of those kind of things, like intense moments, uh, especially on board the mothership. And um, and then the end of the movie, like the last act of the movie becomes like uh, Kung Fu uh, Panda. <laughs> Everybody's fighting these aliens with, uh, you know, dual action knives and all sorts of cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's my pick. I watched it off of Netflix, so obviously if you have a Netflix subscription, it is not going to cost you anything extra. Uh, I watched it with my girlfriend, and she quite enjoyed it as well. And um, I hope they do more of these movies. I think it's a pretty cool universe they built out here. Um, I, like, again, I don't want to give away the ending or anything like that, so i just say that it does leave things open, and um, I'd like to see where it goes from there. Alright guys, uh, thanks for listening again to another episode of Talking Horror on Screen. Again, if you're listening through the Anchor app, don't be shy. Leave me some voice uh, messages, recommend some movies, um, whatever. And until next time, catch you on the flip side. Peace out.